1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you on this Monday. Lot to get to on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Also, just a reminder: this week we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Normally. We do every single weekday here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Can't do it this week. Leaving for vacation, Joe Goodberry. Going to join me Wednesday, Joe Goodberry. Going to join me Friday, part one and part two of our conversations. Going to be released Wednesday morning, Friday morning, for your listening pleasure. Uh, I do want to get into a, a few things with Joe Um, This week, defense, I'll talk to him about the perception and and all that stuff with the Bengals in the offseason, what they've done and what they haven't done. I do think, though, that that this is interesting because I'm a big NBA fan. And Dan Gilbert, who I think is a, a bad owner, he's a bad owner in the league. And he's a guy who... He, he comes out and he says these things and he can't really act upon them. Like when LeBron left the first time – and I'm not going to do a heavy NBA here. This has to do with Mike Brown, I promise. But he comes out and he says and writes this letter in 2010 when LeBron leaves about how the Cavs are going to win a title before the so-called King wins one. And he just destroys LeBron for leaving in free agency. Well, you know what that does as a business when you act like that? No free agents ever. Not that they would want to go to Cleveland anyway, but now they sure as hell don't want to play for an owner like you. <laughs> Especially when you turn your back and you just destroy, shred a guy for leaving because he wants to go play with two of the top 15 players, 10 players in the world at the time, on a team with them in Miami in South Beach. So he does that. And then uh, LeBron now decision 2.0 LeBron decides to go back just to win wins a title and Dan Gilbert talks about and there are quotes out there saying that he's interested from Brian Windhorst the VSPN who's dialed in that Dan Gilbert's interested in seeing what life would be like without LeBron to see if he can build a championship team without him that's out there are you kidding me You are never going to win a title without LeBron James. Never, ever, 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 never. And that leads me to the Bengals because I think it's very interesting when we discuss and and look at and think about the Bengals, where they're at as an organization, what ownership's like, how they're constructed, how they are. Because if Mike Brown were to ever do this, it would be like if the Bengals had Peyton Manning. And then they say, yeah, I'm interested in – and Mike Brown comes out and says, we're interested in putting together a team without Peyton Manning. He's set for free agency. Yeah, we're interested in seeing what that's like. If we could maybe win a title without him. What? No. Zero chance. None. Never, ever, ever is that going to happen. And it also, I think, as a Bengals fan, gives you hope. Organization – like, think about the organization's. NBA and NFL, let's limit to those two sports because that's where I think individuals can have a a huge impact on the the end results on an organization. If you're a quarterback, if you're a star basketball player, you can turn a bad organization into a winner. LeBron James, Cleveland, that was a dumpster fire in 2002 before he was drafted. It was a dumpster fire from 2011 to 2014 and is going to be a dumpster fire after. The Indianapolis Colts were, looked like they were really well run, man. Woo! Basically 2000 to 2010. Man, the Indianapolis Colts, they're great. Peyton Manning goes down. They suck. Andrew Luck comes in. Oh my God, they're so good. No, it's just he's a transcendent player. And now that he's injured, you guys suck again. It's a bad organization. And it's going to be a bad organization after Andrew Luck, and I kind of feel bad for Andrew Luck because, one, he's in Peyton Manning's shadow. Two, he's not as great as Peyton Manning, and that's not a knock. Peyton Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and since he can't live up to that, he might not ever win a title in Indianapolis. That, that's just, it's the reality of it. Everyone talks about MJ Jordan. What the hell's happened in Chicago since Jordan left? Chicago been good? They Derrick Rose for a year and some change play at a, an MVP level. They got a couple one-seeds in the, the NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference, just to get whooped by LeBron. And other than that, they haven't really had many playoff opportunities, many playoff chances. He covered up. He hid their flaws. And honestly, I think that that's – and I'm James Ruffin. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. That's what the Bengals need. That's what the Bengals are going to need. If the Bengals are going to have success and, and we are – Going to, to to be a bit short today, time-wise. But if the Bengals are going to have long-term extended success, what do they need? Someone who can hide their flaws. That's the reality of it. Uh, and, and by success, I mean overcoming an owner, overcoming a team, overcoming. And I, I will give Mike Brown credit. I was at OTAs last week. He was at OTAs. He was, uh, he was right there. He wants to win. Not every owner is willing to do that. A lot of these sports owners have a GM, and they do So I get that. Mike Brown's different than Dan Gilbert. But I'm talking about historically bad franchise doesn't get great or become a really well-run organization. They can only hide their flaws, and they hide their flaws behind great players. Now, that could be a great coach, too. I don't think Marvin's a great coach. Could be a great quarterback. Could be both. Here's the reality, though. The reason Vegas has the, the Bengals Super Bowl odds, last I checked at 100-1, to 1, the reason so many different sites from Monday Morning Quarterback to CBS Sports all take the under, when we're talking about over-under seven wins for the Cincinnati Bengals, the reason all of that is the case, the reason the national perception is what it is about the Bengals, It's not because they don't like Cordy Glenn or because John Ross has an injury history or who knows what's going to happen on the right side of the offensive line. It's not because they don't think that the the new coaches are going to matter. Sure, they're going to matter. But Andy Dalton is still here and Marvin Lewis is still here. And I don't think the national media can get past that. And you might say that's foolish, you might say that's crazy, you might say that's insane, or you might look at it and say, well, that's the reality. And I think a lot of fans are doing that. I think a lot of fans look at this team and say, I like their offseason moves. Heck, I like what Mike Brown did making a trade from 12 to 21 and getting a left tackle and a center. Heck, I like that they signed Preston Brown. Or I like that they signed Chris Baker. You might like all of them. You might like every move they've made. But the national media says don't buy it. Vegas says don't buy in. Because the same guys are at the helm. How do you feel about that? That's what I want to know. As a Bengals fan, you're if you listen to this podcast, you are probably a diehard Bengals fan or close to it. Or you live out of town and you like to keep tabs on the Bengals. That's the majority of our listeners here at Locked on Bengals. You're diehards or you live out of town and you don't you can't just flip on the radio and hear locked or you hear Bengals coverage. So I want to know how you feel. Tweet me at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Are you buying into Marvin and Andy now with the supporting cast that's around them? I'm going to ask Joe Goodberry about this on Wednesday. I think it's very interesting. I think it's a very interesting question. Because if I'm a Cavs fan, I don't give a damn what they do this offseason if they lose LeBron. If I'm a Bulls fan, the past 20 years, what do you have to show for it? Well-run organizations are able to thrive even when players get injured, even when they lose stars, even when players retire, stars retire. Poorly-run organizations can't do it. And they have up and down and all around. Andy Dalton's good. Marvin's good. Are either one of them good enough to overcome the shortcomings within this organization? Or great enough to overcome them? I'll say great. I would say no to that question. That would be the answer. Is that the answer for you? Or does it matter? Do you think that the organization has turned a corner? Are you buying into what they've done this offseason? Maybe you have. And if so, let me know. This isn't meant to be a negative thing. I want this to be a jump start into a conversation about the 2018 Bengals. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it was abbreviated. Joe Goodberry on the podcast Wednesday, and Friday. So tune in for those. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at James Erpine at Lockdown Bengals. Email me, James Rapine, at ESPN 1530.com. Have a great night back at it Wednesday. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast.